Okay, boys and girls, welcome back to On The Bat Bar Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Christopher Menning, and today's guest is Jean-Sebastian from Mason Volvert, and uh, I'm really honoured to have him here. Uh, Jean-Sebastian has had an incredible career, which we're going to talk about today, most notably from his Mason Volvert, um, the incredible house that has brands such as G-Vine, uh, Le Quintany Vermouth, and also is one of the producers for Ciroc, owned by Diageo. Now, uh, Zon Sebastian is an incredible guy. Not only did he win an uh, uh, incredible award recently, being in the Gin Hall of Fame from Gin Magazine, but he's also celebrating 20 years at Mason Volvert, um, and what an incredible success story he's had. So today we're going to talk about many things. Um, I think you're really going to enjoy it. I'm particularly proud because actually uh, the marketing agency, the Comedian Group that I work for as the head of marketing, we are actually um, the sort of people that look after Mason Volvet in Thailand. They're one of our clients. Uh, we're very happy to run their marketing and activations across Thailand. Uh, so I think this is going to be a particularly exciting episode for me to share as well. Um, as always, please, guys, love the show and like and share. And hopefully you learn something. Uh, I found out today we're now listened to in 52 different countries around the world, uh, which is such a surprise. So thank you so much to all my listeners uh, wherever you are in the globe. And uh, yeah, as always, stay safe, guys. Um, look at the show notes. You're going to find some useful links. I'm also going to start a Facebook group soon for the podcast uh, where I can share more stuff for you and keep, uh, keep the community going and keep you connected. So yeah, I'll stop babbling now. Uh, thank you once again, guys, and enjoy this show. Benjamin Franklin once said... In wine, there is wisdom. In beer, there is freedom. And in water, there's bacteria. No bacteria here. This is On the Back Bar, hosted by Christopher Menning, an industry expert, author, and bartender who's been in the industry for over a decade. On the Back Bar is your gateway to talking to the people behind the scenes at bars, distilleries, and vineyards around the world. We'll talk to the experts in the industry about future trends, people, spirits, cocktails, wine, and everything else. So kick your feet up, pour your favorite drink, and hang out on the back bar. This is Christopher Menning. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me today on the Bat Bar podcast. I'm very, uh, very honoured to have Jean Sebastian here from France. Um, obviously, an outstanding individual in the gin trade and obviously as a distiller as well. So, um, what a pleasure to have you here. Thank you so much for joining okay, us. Thank you very much. And the pleasure is uh, also mine, or, or all mine, maybe, uh, uh, because uh, uh, I, I have a peculiar uh, feelings for. Uh, uh, Southeast Asia in, in, in specific, but uh, but in general, I'm always uh, extremely happy to be able to share my uh, um, history, passions, and, and and the rationals behind the brands, uh, the French brands we have created uh, in the course of the last 20 years. Because that's already 20 years that I'm in this business, uh, in my business, and uh, uh, it's uh, it's been a journey actually, a journey. Yeah, I'm. I'm so happy to hear you say that as well, and uh, happy anniversary for 20 years. That's uh, very exciting. Um, I mean, I'd love to just dive straight in. I think there's so much we can talk about today from, you know, you being a producer of, of quite well-known brands globally and um, and also just literally about the gin industry. Um, but as with, with most of my guests, I asked them about their origin stories, and uh, and I guess it'd be great to talk about the origin of Mason Volvert. Okay, with pleasure. Oh, um it's a long process, you know, uh, things uh, uh, often uh, are uh, noticed uh, all of a sudden, but it's been, uh, it's always a long process. It's the same for artists, it's the same for movie, uh, it's the same for uh, singers, etc. Everybody has worked quite some time before they are recognized as such uh, as uh, in their art. Um, and actually, my, uh, I'm 55 years old now, so uh, getting old. <laughs> or maybe not, I don't know. Uh, and uh, I uh, study uh, winemaking and, and law back in Bordeaux in the 80s. 
where I used to make wine and uh, and then I start my uh, my career in uh, in uh, in spirit business actually uh, in 1990 or 89 uh, with Hennessy uh, and um, I remember clearly uh, they said uh, well you know how to uh, you know how to make wine you know a lot about uh, the economics and the uh, uh, and the legalities of spirits now we are going to teach you how to sell them and uh, they um, asked me to join uh, Richmond Singapore at that time uh, and I lived three years in Singapore and I became a product manager for uh, third-party brands and wine in general wine in champagne and third-party brands was a Singapore, uh, you can imagine, uh, in 1990 was uh, not Singapore as of today. I, I've been there a few years ago, and I realized that CK Tang, that was the tallest building at that time, is now almost the tallest. Right. <laughs> it's, it's, totally, <laughs> it's changed a lot, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, but my area, East, uh, East Coast, uh, East Coast, is uh, uh, still the same, uh, and has uh, this wonderful uh, um, uh, seafood center uh, with the pepper crab and chili crab, which I am fond of, but that's another story. Um, after that, after three years, uh, in '93, I came back. Uh, I kept working for Hennessy or within LVMH with a, a small cognac company called Ein, where I used to uh, do uh, sales and marketing almost, uh, I would say, uh, worldwide, uh, because it was a small, a small entity. And um, and then after 10 years, um, I, I decided to uh, uh, change, uh, change my path and it was a time to, uh, to uh, actually it was almost considered as 10 years of uh, training. Uh, it was uh, almost as a companion working and, and perfecting his carves and his, and his uh, craft. Uh, and uh, um, then I, then uh, uh, I went to Bordeaux. I worked two years in a, in a wine company uh, doing uh, exports uh, in, in the US. And at the turn of the millennium, I guess uh, I was 35, saying, well, it's time to make my own uh, uh, pro company and, and to create, uh, um, to create uh, um, uh, or, or plant new flags in the wine and spirits industry. Um, well, to cut a long story short, because we had uh, internet uh, ambitions, but the internet bubble exploded. We uh, also, it was geared towards, uh, especially the US, and then in September 11, the tragedy happened with the two towers. So it was quite a, a shocking uh, creation year. Uh, but, but, but I had uh, uh, defined uh, the blue ocean and say, okay, we are going to make French spirits, and we are going to make super premium French spirits, and in fact, grapes will bring nobility to spirits category. 98% uh, of, uh, of uh, the product uh, we're talking about, vodka or jeans, uh, are made from grain or potatoes, cereals in general. Um, and I decided to work with, uh, with grapes and only grapes at the, at the very beginning. And that was the, the line of conduct, I mean, the, 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 uh, uh, we, we implemented. Uh, that's how and why I created uh, uh, Siroc for uh, Diageo. Uh, and we are still the only producer uh, of, uh, of Siroc, um, uh, which represents a kind of also know-how. Uh, but uh, in 2006, uh, I said, well, let's, let's go and work on, on, on the sleeping beauty, I would say. Uh, and, uh, and Jean was a sleeping beauty at that time. Um, and having uh, uh, managed to, to create uh, a neutral spirits on which we can build a vodka, uh, we can also create a neutral spirits from grapes on which we could, create, we could build a, a, a gin. And that's how Givine uh, came to uh, earth uh, in, uh, in uh, June uh, 2006. And I was quite concerned also by the um, uh, carbon footprint. Uh, and instead of... Uh, uh, importing uh, exotic uh, uh, flowers or botanicals from all over the world. I wanted to work with French botanicals and I wanted to work with proximity, uh, hence the usage of uh, the vine flower as one of the botanicals. That was another flag I wanted to plant in the uh, spirits industry. 
uh, we can use flowers and we can uh, we can also use flowers as botanicals and vine flower exists because often people don't realize that vine uh, grapes is a fruit so if it's a fruit there is a flower and it's a very short period in time uh, in uh, in the year it's only in june at least in in, in france for two weeks to three weeks uh, where you've got all the vineyards in flowers and it's nice quite uh, flowerful and and, and uh, with a lot of uh, fragrance and that's what i wanted to capture uh, which we managed to do and i guess we are the only one um and 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 that's how uh, we uh, i also wanted to make a gene that was uh, a recruiter to a certain extent uh, because we all remember and i remember my youth and uh, and uh, and the, the parties we had and the and the, the headache after the gin and tonic uh, we drank all night long in Spain or elsewhere. So it kind of uh, bad memories uh, to a certain extent. Uh, and I wanted to have something which is elegant, smooth, embodying the French character to a certain extent. And the grapes, because wine is, okay, it's worldwide, but, but it's, it's also very French uh, as a signature. Um, and... Uh, and, and, and the elegance. I mean, I wanted to, to bring some touch. There is also, uh, because I'm coming from the wine industry, uh, there is also this uh, um, often uh, uh, used debate between uh, the north and the south, uh, the, 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 the clouds and the sun, uh, the grain and the grapes, the beer and the wine. And in Europe, it's quite, uh, I mean, the beer is has invaded the, the northern countries and, and the, uh, the wine has invaded the, the southern country in general, I mean, in terms of culture and philosophy and, uh, and mentality. Um, so because we are French and we wanted to, again, plant some flags into these uh, uh, spirits, uh, uh, French spirits categories in general, uh, then the, 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 the wine was, the, was, was the, the raw material, was the blue ocean. And you know, when you create a company, you you need to be uh, sustainable, but you need to be consistent, and you need to be uh, repeating day after day and 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 uh, hour after hours your reason to be, and and our reason to be was to express in the cognac region because cognac is of course made from grapes in the cognac region uh, to express this um, uh, Frenchness. Uh, uh, that's uh, that's how we. Uh, we, we develop uh, we develop divine and hence of course uh, the first one was the green bottle the divine floraison that is already uh, available uh, in Thailand and, and in most of uh, countries uh, thanks to uh, brand connect of course um, and, and you with your help um, so, uh, but but uh, but after that uh, I realized also uh, that uh, Floraison at 40% of alcohol, very elegant, very delicate, was not what gin drinker, northern country gin drinker was expecting. And it's, uh, it's funny um, because uh, English, uh, but, but uh, Germans, I mean, uh, they wanted to have something more powerful. So it's not 40% of alcohol, it's more 45 It's not uh, delicate flavor, it's more uh, botanical forwards. Uh, juniper forward. It was. It has to be stronger. Uh, hence the, uh, uh, the the brother of uh, divine floraison, which was nuison. It's the second stage in the life cycle of the vine. Uh, the nuison is uh, called the noting. It's when the flower has been fecunded and then the the the, the, the berry are, are, are opening and are setting themselves on the on the stem uh, in order to become a fruit. Um, and it's so it's slightly more. Uh, uh, vibrant and, and powerful and hence uh, and, and the, the, the rational and, and the reason why Nouaison exists. And after that, Maison Villeverde kept growing. Uh, amazingly enough, in 2009, uh, because, yeah, I was coming from Bordeaux, but uh, uh, there is a long, uh, uh, or at least 300 years of history of the Robiquet within the Cognac region. They contributed to the... Uh, uh, business, the development of the business before the the the, uh, the master, I mean Hennessy, Martel, and the rest. So it was uh, interesting. Um, and and uh, and when I arrive in the region, they say, oh, everybody say, well, Robique, there is something here, and uh, and in fact, 
We are in the Manoir of Villevert, which was built by uh, Jean Robiquet in 1525. And the owner wanted to sell it and say, well, it was built by your ancestor. Do you want to buy it? And I said, well, yeah, sure. So hence the headquarter, hence the headquarter, because I started in the cellar, I started almost in the kitchen and we, we were growing and we had to, so that's why we, uh, we developed uh, and, and we, we bought the Manoir de Villevert and, and made it uh, our headquarters. Um, so that was also interesting enough um, when you look at talking about gin, um, we found uh, with uh, a bunch of, uh, of uh, uh, extremely knowledgeable uh, people, I mean, Philip Duff, uh, Dave Wondrich, uh, um, David Broom, uh, uh, we found a recipe go dating back uh, 1495. Uh, and it was uh, registered by a Dutch person uh, and you can imagine that it was an extremely wealthy Dutch person because he used nutmeg, he used uh, Geneveur, he used uh, 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 cloves, he used uh, kind of spices that were only um, uh, procured via the Silk Road. I mean, uh, from the Silk Road. So it was quite, uh, quite a, it was worth uh, tons of gold. And, and actually, it was really funny to see uh, that... Uh, in the recipe, he said, well, of course, weight and measurement were not the same. And uh, he talked about handful of things. He talked about uh, what hand, your hand, my hand, uh, which hand? I mean, the children's hands, I don't know, no, no idea. Uh, but but so so proportion were, were quite exp an experience. But what was interesting is that he used to say, well, you can do that recipe with Hamburg beer. But if you want it to, if you want it to be really good, used wine distilled over lees. That's, that's registered like that in the book. Because at that time, uh, late uh, 15th century, I would say, we had a, a lot of trade between the region of Cognac and the Nordics and, 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 and Dutch land, uh, of course. They were buying wine. They, they, they also contributed to the business of the, of the Cognac. And it was until William of Orange and, and, and Louis XIV uh, start to fight uh, that we stop the trade to Holland. Uh, but before that, it was quite common to make, well, common, at least it was the recipe, it was uh, um, possible to make gin or so-called gin with juniper uh, with wine. So in fact, uh, from a, a, an original idea that was uh, uh, in the 2000 saying, uh, or the blue ocean, grape will bring nobility to spirits category. It was already witnessed to a certain extent 500, 400 years, 500 years ago uh, in, in this right. book. So uh, uh, we kind of recreated that, that, that uh, type of recipe. And of course, uh, with uh, uh, trying to be always ahead of the game, trying to anticipate a trend, and trying to bring a signature in 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 spirit wine and spirits in general. Uh, went uh, we 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 developed after uh, 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 Floraison, Nouaison, we developed Excelia, which is a tequila aged was the first sipping tequila uh, aged in uh, cognac barrels and Sauterne cask. So that was back in the 2009, uh, before the, uh, at that time, the tequila was patron, I mean, uh, in, in terms of big, uh, big brands. Uh, and of course, uh, uh, Rosé Cuervo. But there was no, uh, the, uh, all these brands like Don Julio today or, or some others uh, sipping, uh, more sipping tequila. But, but we, so we, we, we opened the door on that, on that field. As well, we did uh, a vermouth because I'm a Negroni fan. I like the gin and tonic, <laughs> but too. I'm a Negroni fan. And I was not finding my um, uh, answer in the vermouth available uh, at that time. So in 2012, we developed La Cantini. So La Cantini uh, is with, uh, together with uh, Nouaison and Floraison is already available in, uh, in, in Thailand and Southeast Asia and the other will uh, welcome. But the, the other reason and funny reason, anecdotal to a certain extent, but, uh, but funny, um, was uh, of, for La Cantini, 
was because I was sorry, was because I was uh, in um, in London, and when I'm when I'm in the market, I like to go and talk to the bartenders, of course, because they are truly connected. I mean, they, they are uh, the prescriptor and they, they know what the customer wants and, and they are the, the, the true uh, ambassador to a certain extent. So I, 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 don't, I don't put my, my, my uh, business card in front of me, but I just go to the bar and I'm, ah, so what's up? What's, what's trending? What's, what's, uh, what do people want? And the guy was quite uh, uh, amazing because he, he heard my, of course, French accent and he said, but you're French? I said, well, yeah, sure, I'm French. Uh, can't you hear? Uh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I'm going to make you a Vesper. It was the time, a French Vesper. It was the time uh-huh. when uh, uh, James Bond uh, was doing Casino Royale. I mean, the movie Casino Royale and uh, and uh, drinking a lot of Vesper with uh, with the classic recipe. And the guy said, I'm going to make a French Vesper for you. He, I heard it comes from the same distillery. He took a bottle of Ciroc. He took a bottle of Divine. <laughs> And he took a bottle of filet, <laughs> right. of course. And I said, gosh, I'm missing one. I want to make a sweet vermouth, <laughs> a white vermouth that is going to be in the family taste of, 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 of filet or in a kind of, uh, that could replace filet in a Vesper. And actually, with, uh, with these three ingredients, typically French, coming from me, you make a royal Vesper. So... That's for the white uh, vermouth, but but for the red, of course, I was with Gary Regan. You 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 know Gary Regan. You you remember Gary Regan, do, yeah. Gary Regan, mm-hmm. and rest in peace, Gary, dear friends. We used to do a lot of uh, contests together, contests, competition. We organized competition called the Divine Connoisseur Program at that time. Four years in a row, and that's where that's at Vilver that Gary did his first finger steer Negroni, because we did speed rack. And he was kind of showing the not not showing but playing with us. And after the after the the, the seventeen bartender had done their their speed rack contest, he did one and, and to go faster, he put the fingers in the in the Negroni. So that's how he did the, because we were drinking a lot of Negronis together. And and we I had to find an answer on the on the vermouth. So that's uh, so there are stories behind the, most of the brands and the, of course. Uh, uh, that's probably part of their reason to be. Wow, I mean, um, yeah, incredible story, really. There's such um, such a lot to take in there, and uh, yeah, it's it's such a, a wonderful brand, really. And I'm very proud to support it in Thailand and, and be part of its sort of uh, uh, marketing mm-hmm. here. Um, but it's an iconic bottle, it really is. And um, you know, from listeners that I know that are in America and and in the UK as well, they know it very well and. Um, yeah, can you tell us more about, uh, maybe we'll stick to G-Vine and, and about the bottle design first, because um, obviously I can see in your background, we've got the, the sort of clear and the green you know, label going through. How did that sort of uh, come around in your mind? Uh, um, they, they are, they are uh, for, when it comes to gin, and I witnessed the, the first one, there, for me, there are three... Um, uh, important dates, I would say, in the gin world. The first one was probably late 80s, and I saw that uh, when uh, Bombay did Bombay Sapphire and premiumized mm. the gin category. And they owned the premiumization of the gin category to a certain extent you know, in some market. Um, but it was still a London dry. Uh, then the second one was late 90s when Hendrix came to birth. Uh, because then, all of a sudden, we changed the recipe. It was no longer London dry, but still using grain, of course. They are Brits, so still using grain. <laughs> and the third date was 2006, when Givine came, and we say, stop the London dry, but stop the grain and make it French, use the grape. So for me, that's the three... And after that, in as of 2010, of course, you had uh, the authorization to bring distilleries in London and Sipsmith coming in, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So that was another important factor in the gene development. But these three elements, inspired one by the other, had led to the gene craze we can see today and the number of gene. There is no one day 
without a gene being uh, uh, proposed to the market. So considering these three dates and the fact that Givine was one of the last, I mean, uh, and that's probably why they, uh, they gave me the Hall of Fame uh, actually in London is because it's not really because of the, the, the sales of Givine, uh, but it's because we opened doors, we created new possibilities and opportunities for uh, and, and demonstrated that with, with all the, the gene we, we propose, uh, Floraison, Nouraison, but Reserve as well, and, and the June category with the, the flavor of the gene with fruit infused, soon to be available in Thailand, I hope, but that's another story. Uh, so, so of, co of course, of course, when you look at uh, these three brands that were fundamental for me, I mean, these two brands, plus uh, I had to find another position. I had to make it French. We had to uh, uh, try to make another statement. So, of course, maybe it's not done uh, enough. Maybe we could amplify that, but, but at least it is what it is now. Um, so, because it was uh, elegant, we wanted to have a tall bottle. We wanted to have the green that represent... Uh, uh, the, the vineyards in June, especially uh, the freshness as well, because gin is fresh and refreshing. Um, and uh, it's only um, transparent at the bottom because it has to be clear and visibly clear. Um, we don't hide uh, things. Uh, there is no uh, cloudiness in it, so there is no need to hide the... the, the Think of it, and we are back in 2006. So when uh, when uh, nothing was happening really around gin. So um, the the, uh, the the closure uh, because we wanted to be a, a, a super premium, which we, and that's how we develop it in Spain at least to start with a super premium uh, uh, gin and tonic. We used uh, the big balloon glasses, which has now been taken by everybody, uh, and we we customize it in green. But we want it to be very accessible and easy to pour. So the closure is a measurement. Uh, you can you got your dose and then you you put the the tonic and that's it. So it's very simple. Uh, so we want it to be uh, accessible, uh, smooth and elegant, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and 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 simple, uh, yet with uh, um, a French signature that had to be different from. Uh, the classic uh, London Dry or, or uh, Geneva. Uh, so that's the, the, the choices or the, the ambition that led to, to the packaging it is uh, now, in fact, uh, is the green bottle. Um, of course, with Nouaison, because we were uh, uh, talking to the same audience, uh, the Nordic country, the bartenders, the classic the classic Negronis, or, 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 or uh, then, then uh, it has to take some, uh, uh, yet with the, this elegant bottle, but it has to take some codes, <coughs> sorry, some codes that were already known, hence the, the, the pack of the Nouaison. It took a time to go to this new pack, um, because originally it was exactly the same, but in different color. Uh, however, uh, we realized that it was not really giving justice to Nouaison, uh, because um, uh, it was like uh, twins, you know. There is the first twin, uh, and the one that that come uh, that come to birth uh, two hours later. Uh, for for some obscure reasons, the first one is always under the sunshine, and the other one is older, is always a little uh, shy. Uh, well, it's a, it, uh, mm -hmm. uh, it's an image. You know? it's, it's not a statement. Sorry, but it's, uh, um, but but that's uh, so. We wanted to say. After, after seven years, 10 years of, of, uh, of, of life, we say to Nouaison, okay, now you're, you're not the, the second, uh, you are independent, you are grown up, you, are, uh, you have your own purpose and uh, you are going to be different. And then hence the new packaging that we launched uh, four years ago. Divine now is, uh, you know, it's, it's quite, uh, so, so Maison Villeverre is 20 years, but, uh, but Divine is now 15 years. Huh? 15 years of advocacy, 15 years of uh, being the gene evangelist or the grape evangelist. Huh? Uh, so now we, we have a lot of followers, I must admit, but uh, <laughs> that's a new religion we have well, created. You, know, you must be um, 
you must be very proud and and more than anything you, you mentioned you've you're in a, the hall of fame from gin magazine i mean that's such an honor to have um yeah what does that mean to you having such an accolade um uh, it's it's uh, it's uh, of course uh, i'm 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 honored and 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 and, and impressed and and glad uh, because i'm the only french and and you know you know you know the brits um uh, recognizing a french for a gin would be <laughs> quite a, an eternal struggle i believe uh so that's uh, that's very uh uh yeah i'm i'm very glad and proud of it um uh, on the on the other hand uh, it's it's also a challenge because uh it's uh, as i mentioned earlier on it demonstrates that we have been extremely inspiring but uh, and for the last two or three years i i i hear a lot about or people telling me please keep inspiring us that's nice that's flattering but that means that we are creating our own competition <laughs> so <laughs> because <laughs> Because, because people who are inspired just want to take my uh, take the position. So so uh, it's it's uh, uh, so I'm glad to be recognized. But you know I've, I've been uh, this is kind of uh, I've always trying to make the connection. And and when you create a company, you also need to work in uh, in networks. You you need to be respectful of uh, of uh, competition, of course, but of your peers. And uh, I think I was also the first one applying and being uh, uh, inducted in the Gin Guild in London, the first French guy. Uh, so um, this is part of, uh, I, I recognize that a lot of inspiration, again, came from uh, the people I mentioned, uh, Bombay uh, and, uh, and, and Hendrix and, uh, and, and this master of gin in general. So they have... Uh, uh, inspired me, and I've been uh, extremely happy to share uh, a dinner and assembly with them uh, in uh, in general. Um, uh, so, so it's uh, probably uh, a natural path for for uh, or a work of 15 years of demonstration and inspiration uh, that led to this uh, Gin Hall of Fame. I, I believe um, more than the uh, economical performance, although we are we are not bad. Huh? But not more than the economical performance of uh, of of uh, of my uh, my production because it's always uh, as I, as I mentioned earlier on it's uh, we need to evangelize we need to advocate uh, a lot uh, to for people to understand and to 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 take a share of uh, of mind and of markets uh, so it's quite uh, it's quite uh, but but testing my product and and uh, I, unfortunately I can't. Um, we just got another uh, from London, a huge bunch of, of medals and masters and, and etc. for the product. So testing our product is uh, adopting them. Uh, hence the program you are uh, implementing with the Voulez-vous uh, Divine Avec Moi, for example. Uh, in, right, in yeah. I was Thailand and, and, in, and in other countries because we are um, in England and in, uh, in, in, in Spain as well, of course, everywhere in France, obviously. Uh, so that's the... the uh, Testing them, it's adopting them. So, so I'm, uh, we are confident. You know, when you create one critical piece, I keep saying to my team, when you create a sustainable brand, when you want something that will last for a long time, when you create statements, there are three pillars you need to build upon. And these three pillars are, for me, uh, intangible. Uh, the first one is a signature. You need to have a signature. When I say the signature, it's not necessarily Mr. So-and-so, but it's a, 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 a mindset. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a specificity on the, on the test. It's a, something that is different and that is recognizable. And when you do uh, testing of uh, Givine, for example, across uh, competitions, phew, straight away, you recognize it. So that's the signature of... Myself, Jean-Sébastien, Robiquet, but, but also Maison Villevert and what we do. That's the signature, first point. Second point is constant quality. So always work on, and, and to, to work on the constant quality, you need to have clear processes, of course, but you also need to have a super supply chain in place. You need to have the sourcing of the ingredient because 
all the work is done at the very beginning. It, the final, it's not, it's not difficult. Blending everything in a pot seal and distilling it, it's not really difficult. But what is difficult is to get each and every single ingredient to the maximum quality possible. Uh, and then, of course, to have the process. So that's the second point, a constant quality, recurrent quality. And the third point is the interaction with the consumer. If you have these three pillars, you're set for good. And when I say the interaction with the consumer, that you can have the best product on earth. If consumers don't know it, you can't sell it. So it will it will take dust in in your in your garage, uh, but but if you have and that's happen often if you have a strong interaction with customer because uh, I don't know you have endorsement you have a lot of marketing money etc but you don't have a constant quality uh, it won't last because consumers are not stupid I mean they they know they know when it's uh, not too good. And on and to the control and, and and on the other point, if you have interaction with consumer and quality, constant quality, but if there is no specificity, if there is no signature, then another guy with another constant quality and another big marketing can take the spot or can replace you because people are open-minded, they want to test new things. And we witnessed that um in the mid, uh, in the middle of the 2010, 2015, uh, when when you had this huge, especially in Spain, huge quantity of genes, of uh, tonic, of options in general, uh, of course we we've been challenged. We lost some market share. Why? Because people want to test. They want they they um, they want to go and try, experiment. Of course, it's good. But then, guess what? They all came back to Papa. In the end, <laughs> because when you look at the, uh, the when you look at even during uh, during the pandemic, we were performing uh, better than many of the brands I mentioned uh, during, uh, and now it's it's just a total craze. So it's it's uh, yeah okay we've 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 experienced, but uh, mm, yeah, divine is good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow i mean thank you for those um insights and i, I really do agree with you as well yeah there definitely is a signature aspect to the to the brand and um so a couple more questions i want to go down the route of so um i think we'll start with um talking about cognac and where you are and then we'll lead into more about the gin industry but um let's talk about masonville there in the area and it's such a beautiful building it really is i've seen uh, the photos on the website and I've been to Cognac as well. I've been to visit Hennessy and all those yeah. guys um, a couple of times. But but the region, like, it's so stunning. And uh, I'd like to hear more about the, the so, great production. Yeah. And, and we, the we are extremely uh, we are extremely privileged in uh, well, not only because uh, we have not been really um, uh, attacked by the COVID. We were, but there are only vineyards, so there is so much. Well, right. <laughs> we are a little lonely here. No, but we are extremely privileged because um, for, for several reasons. But and it's mostly thanks and you uh, to the big uh, houses of the cognac uh, industry. Uh, they have over the last 300 years uh, for Martel and 250 years for Hennessy, they have structured an ecosystem uh, that is, uh, in general, depend on the year, but in general, favorable. Meaning we have wine growers. We are wine growers, so we own 40 hectares of uh, vineyard to make cognac. But uh, um, we, um, the, the wine grower can live from their work of growing wine and making wine. Unlike some other countries or areas, uh, 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 even in France, uh, where you have uh, uh, multi-culture, multi-agriculture, uh, um, uh, i.e. you do a little bit of vineyards, you do a little bit of <coughs> corn, a little bit of uh, ducks, a little bit of uh, tobacco, a little bit of everything, and you are not really specialized and focused into the vine growing and uh, the wine making, which is the chance in cognac. Not only that, but also it has regrouped uh, 
a lot of know-how. Uh, you can find in cognac glass manufacturer, even furnace. You can find uh, uh, cardboards, closure, labels, everything. So uh, distillations, everything. Uh, that's why a lot of new products uh, are ordered and asked by some of the cognac producers. Uh, and uh, by, of course, you have Siroc because it's, it's me, but, but uh, think of Grigus, it's the same. <laughs> it's just made uh, 20, uh, uh, 10 miles away from me. So, so it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, there is uh, some uh, um, uh, a kind of bubble a uh, 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 coherence of know-how, and that is due and thanks to the work of uh, the Grand Maison, I would say. But things, it was uh, funny in 2000, in the year 2000, Cognac was in crisis, terrible crisis. Uh, grower could not uh, uh, find the exact, or the revenue they, 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 they deserved to a certain extent. And, uh, and because the negotiations were not uh, selling uh, as much. I mean, it was a crisis. I mean, that happens. It's always cycles. Uh, and that's also at the same time that we did uh, create Maison Villevert. So uh, that's why also I worked into other spirits than cognac, because anyhow, it was a crisis. And why would I do cognac if it's not to bring something different to what the big houses are doing already? So there is no point for me to do the, the same thing. Um, so then, uh, and since then, people start to think about the Spirits Valley uh, as, a, as a kind of cluster. I, I, rather, I rather call it the Cognac Valley because it's, it's all that is made thanks to Cognac and with Cognac and around Cognac. So, so instead of Spirits Valley, but that's another topic. But in fact, the Spirits Valley or the Cognac Valley, we did it. Because when you look at what we've done, when you look at the portfolio we've developed in the last 20 years, it goes from uh, vodka to uh, cognac uh, via vermouth, uh, tequila uh, with Excelia, vermouth la cantini, um, cognac la guilde du cognac. And now recently we expanded. Uh, we expanded into uh, another territory because I, uh, last year, despite the COVID crisis and the shutdown we had everywhere, we were quite optimistic and we, uh, well, did a, a Nouaison Reserve. So it's a Nouaison aged in cognac cask. So that's, uh, we also did a June uh, pear and cardamom. So it's a gin uh, with, with uh, infusion of pear and cardamom in uh, uh, distillations. But above all, we went to Brittany and we bought a whiskey company. So now we have a French whiskey. That's why we represent the French spirits in general based in cognac. And that's uh, not only because, as I mentioned earlier on, uh, there is a kind of uh, historical path. And uh, if uh, uh, Charlotte Robiquet, uh, a lady actually, was, uh, was one with Jack and a few others was, were one of the first uh, implementing the business of cognac, but I've been uh, 300 years later, uh, 400 years later, one of the first implementing a new business in cognac, which is uh, about this, this uh, French spirits in, in general. So that's uh, the uh, cognac, you know, you mentioned about vineyards. Cognac is the largest vineyard in the world of white wine. So it's, it's big. And there are vineyards everywhere. With a lot of, uh, with a lot of uh, um, growers, but also distillers, small distillers, what we call the bouilleur de cru. And that's the whole purpose of our cognac range. When I'm called la guilde du cognac, the single village cognac, is when we go and select growers and batches of the growers and, and bottle it. So we are not uh, uh, distilling and blending. It's a pure borderie or it's a pure uh, fin bois or it's a pure grand champagne or petite champagne. It's a pure of the crew. It's a pure of the... Um, it's, it's a little bit of uh, like uh, the single malt at the origin of the single malt when Diageo developed uh, uh, this range, the classic malt. It's a little bit like that. It's, it's the classic cognac that often are used by the big houses into a blend and mixed together. So the people lose a little bit their, um, uh, their signature to a certain extent when we reinforce the signature. 
and to a point that we have created the guild of cognac. And, and in fact, whenever we have medals, we, <clears throat> we keep a copy, of course, of the medals, but we give it back to the grower, to the Bouilleur de Cru, because it's his work. It's not my work. I just sell it, bottle it, selected it, but that's it. So it's his job. So the, the, the um, excellence and respect apart also, I mentioned about the, the blue ocean and the kind of motto we have with the grapes, etc. but it's also excellence and respect. And respect goes to the customer, to the bartender, of course, because in a sense, we are only provider of colors and the bartenders are doing the painting. Huh? Uh, we got a gin, if you, uh, you got a gin and a vermouth. If you want a Royal Negroni, you need to do the painting yourself. I give you two colors. So it's all about uh, this um, uh, respect to the bartender customer, etc. but also to the supplier and to the network because you have nothing without your surrounding environment. Don't believe you are, don't believe right. you are a superstar alone. You're clearly very business savvy, and you know you can see that from your experience as well. But I can also sense the passion. You're so passionate about this industry and about your products, right? And obviously, everyone part of the supply chain as well. It's great to see. Well, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's it, it. You you again. You are nothing without the others. And if you are not structuring the supply chain, you can't get the right barley. You can't rate the right grapes. You can't get. Uh, uh, the right uh, botanicals. You can't. You can't get that. So if you can't get that, then then you are. Uh, uh, you do with whatever you you get, and and, and sometimes it's not really. Uh, and I don't want that. We can't do that. You know, the um, uh, well, if if uh, back in twenty twenty, uh, I would have signed. Eh, if I had only one product that worked, uh, or maybe two, we would have signed. Well, we have four or five already that work pretty well. But above that, um, it's probably also why we are in a unique situation or position when uh, with all this passion, with all this know-how, with all this small batch and uh, this grape world, we are the sole producer of syrup, Maison Villevert, which belongs to Diageo. And it's about, it's, and it moved from uh, 100,000 cases to excess of 2 million cases. And that yeah needs to be in the world i mean that needs to be structured and that needs to be structured with processes but also with passion and dedication if not you can't do it if not even the big corporate i mean the big corporation won't give you their trust and your confidence and that's what we do and we have plenty of other examples that may not be uh, well i talk about Cyril because they put my name also uh, a lot but uh, uh there are we we've developed um uh, product for others uh, that may not be publicized. So, and, and it's always the thing because we have two. In fact, with Maison Villevert, today we have kind of uh, two, two pillars uh, uh, in, the, in the porch. Uh, uh, one of them is inventing, creating uh, spirits for us or for others. And the other one is distributing it. Uh, so producing and inventing and, and, and the other one is distributing it. So, so we have now created our own uh, distribution vehicle in Spain, in France, and I just bought uh, uh, and, uh, yeah, majority share in uh, Paragon Brands, which is a Manchester uh, distributor. Uh, so we in the UK. I know them, so yeah. we, are, we have uh, we have uh, three Maison Villevert, uh, Spain, France, and UK as a distributor with our own salespeople, with our own uh, staff, uh, marketing, etc. Because we figure it out that, uh, well, it's, of, it's often, uh, um, it's, it's sometimes difficult to find the, the right partner. We are very blessed with, with Brand Connect, but uh, it's often difficult to find the right partner we can promote pro or evangelize. So let's do it ourselves. That's how we, we, we work. So that's one thing. And the, as I said, the other thing is to put it. So with, uh, we have three, four sites. So there is the Manoir de Villevert. And I welcome you all, if you are in France, whenever we can travel uh, to uh, visit and come and visit, we will welcome you. So there is the site in Saldang, where we do distillation, uh, production, and, and uh, uh, infusion, production, and, and bottling, and logistics. 
We have the Pera, which is our vineyard with the 40 hectares, which is next door. So next door, literally, it's, it's one, one mile away. And now we have the, uh, the, 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 the production in, uh, in Plebeillon, which is uh, in northern Brittany for the whiskey. So today, uh, starting from scratch, we have a group with uh, 110 people and over 100 million uh, turnover. So that's 20 years of uh, experience. And to do that, if you don't have dedication, passion, and, and every day you question yourself and you, and you work hard and you mobilize people, if you don't have uh, the necessary charisma to mobilize people and keep the people, then you can't do it. So that's my only job, mobilizing people. Got it. <laughs> and you're doing a great yeah. job at it. <laughs> well, we'll finish up very soon. Uh, just a couple more questions. Um, I'd like to talk about the, the state of the gin industry, and, and I believe you mentioned on it a little bit earlier, but there is so much right now to choose from, so many products, and it feels like everyone is making gin. And, um, I mean, I'd like to see it from your point of view because uh, me coming from a bartending background, I could see that angle and from the consumer. And now running a marketing agency in, in Asia, I can see it from that background too. But what do you think is the next mm. step for gin? Have we reached the point where it's too much and that bubble's going to burst or is there another level we've got to see come? Um, uh, it's, 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 quite, it's, a very di- I mean, it's a difficult question and an easy question at the same time. If I, I, well, you're too young for that, but uh, um, in the 90s, in the 90s, uh, in the US, everybody will tell you, oh, no, don't make me another vodka. It was a vodka every day, a new vodka, thanks to the success of Gregus, uh, thanks to uh, success of Ketel One and a few others. Everybody was making a vodka. And every wholesaler, every consumer will tell you, no, 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 please, not, not another vodka. That's probably what we witnessed today. However, after the 90s, we developed Ciroc and we launched Ciroc in 2003. And it's nowadays the number two, thanks to Diageo, of course, but it's Diageo's product, but it's number two uh, vodka, luxury vodka in the world, just after Gregus. So it's possible. If you have the right singularities or the right pillars, so what I'm what I'm witnessing with the the gene today is that, as as I mentioned earlier on, indeed, uh, we have a lot of new gene. It's easy to make a gene. You can make a gene. You know, you can make a compound gene uh, with a three uh, teardrop of uh, juniper extract on uh, in, a, in in a, in a, in a neutral alcohol, and that become a gene. Uh, or you can make something extreme. So that's a compound gene. But you can make distilled genes, you can make London Dry Gin, you can make, and with the distilled gene, what we have opened as an avenue is you can be as creative as you want. Now, the, pro- the problem, I mean, the problem that we all face is what is the reason to be of your product? So you can become an entrepreneur, you can be extremely successful. You need to have to comply with the three pillars I mentioned, and you need to have a reason to be for the product. And as a bartender or as a consumer, but you need to have the screening and the discernment to say, what is the bloody reason to be of this product? And that's it. And in the end, we'll see who survive. But I, as a, I think I mentioned that earlier on, with, uh, with, we, we have the example in Spain. I mean, we, we, despite the, uh, the shrinking of the cake, because the cake... Uh, I, I really became enormous in terms of super premium gin in uh, 2000, uh, yeah, between 2008 and 2018, if you want. Since 2018, the cake is shrinking. Uh, it's not expanding, it's really shrinking. However, uh, the, 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 the primo... Uh, on entering the, 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 the first entering uh, offer and with a reason to be uh, are still alive and, and kicking just like Givine for example so yes it's a challenging it's become and, and, and the fact that there is more and more and more genes uh, becomes extremely challenging for the producers 
themselves or for the entrepreneur who develop a gene because it will cost more and more money to present your gene, to meet with the prescriptor and with the consumer. Uh, but also, uh, you will have, and I see that in France, uh, there are some uh, um, sh shops who have a huge corner of gin, but you can see a lot of dust on the gin bottles because there is too much. Nobody, uh, what can I choose? I mean, right. going to test, I mean, test tw 12 gin in a row, you'll see your tongue is going to be... <laughs> <laughs> frankly <laughs> yeah, so so true. so you can't test everything so you go one by one etc that's why it's very important the packaging is very important the reason to be is very important uh the signature and the specific test is very important um and and you for example a newcomer which is performing very well is roku uh roku is a japanese gene He's got the ingredients, he's got the specificity, he's got all the attributes are there. It's not a gene for a gene. It's something that has a reason to be, just like Divine has a reason to be and, and, uh, and a story to tell. Um, and I'm not saying that it cannot happen for any other. Sip Smith is another good example. Sip Smith, the reason to be was the opening of the distillery in London again. And that's the, the, and that's the, the point. So... So you have a few examples of, of, of successful uh, uh, gene and respectful uh, gene. Um, if you, for the listener, if you consider that you will make a fortune with the gene uh, nowadays, uh, as I keep promising to my staff, uh, blood and sweat uh, and good luck is going to be difficult. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Well, um, thank you so much for your insights. It's been really such a pleasure to talk to you. Um, just to cap off, I'd like to ask, um, what is like your average workday like? What What's it like being in the shoes of a master distiller? Do you have a really early start and you have to get straight to production? Uh, well, it's, the problem is that I have a lot of uh, hat and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, uh, and I do a lot of things. So it's quite, a, it's quite, a, it's often a, a, a full long day. Um, Master distillers, I am, but uh, master distillers, uh, I also train a lot of, uh, a, a few of uh, the, uh, my people, uh, and that's part of the respect and the, the internal promotion, I would say, and the internal training, uh, because you cannot rely only, uh, at this point in time, we, we cannot rely on only one uh, person. So, so we have a, um, a panel of people for the testing, we have a panel of people for the uh, distillations, um, uh, so I am uh, uh, more called upon uh, on the new product. What, what, I, what I love is uh, the new development, the new infusions, the new, uh, that I'm very in engaged. When all the process is set, uh, I'm called upon when there is a 911, uh, when there is a, oh, there is an issue. Uh, so that's because I also have uh, four or five companies to run. And there is a lot of uh, legalities and uh, counting, etc. And I have a team also to, uh, of the 110, I got I got about uh, 15 under my direct uh, command. So so it's uh, uh, so it's all that. Uh, plus, uh, what I love is uh, the new project, uh, and that's why I, I I took a long time to structure a team. I, I am like uh, I would say. Uh, um, the guy will go at the top of the mast and grab the, the ham and bring it down. Now it's, it's, it's for them to cook it, but I, I'm, I'm capturing the, the ham. I'm capturing the idea, I'm capturing the concept. So that's my, uh, that's my work. So yes, I do uh, testing every day. Uh, that's part of the, of the job because you need to keep uh, um, your nose trained and you need to be uh, alert. And uh, I also, well, so testing of productions, but testing also of new product. We have a couple of always in the drawers, a few innovations uh, uh, that may not come to fruition because sometimes creating a new, a brand new category is is extremely consuming in terms of human resources and on uh, financial resources and then time. Uh, but but at least I like it, so it's it's part of the uh, who knows who knows um, uh, the. Uh, um, so that's that's on the on the on the for for the, the the practicality in terms of testing, and that's happened mostly the morning. Uh, then, of course, I have a, a work with uh, work or pleasure with uh, journalists and other uh, 
people who ask questions like you, uh, for example. Um, so that's part also of the of the work. Uh, but the management in general, the uh, uh, Comex uh, sometime, uh, uh, and again, uh, the 911, whether it's commercial or production sometime. So that's, uh, that's uh, how I, I got my day. And uh, it's, uh, it's a long day, I can assure you. And the marketing as well, because we, we developed uh, a new, you probably will have it soon in, in Thailand, a new whiskey, French whiskey called Guelarne. So uh, here again, it's all about uh, doing the blending, etc. And, uh, and, and I'm always involved, uh, well, at least for the next 10, 10 or 15 years. Who knows? Well, I, I got friends who are 70 plus who are still doing their job. So who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hope you can uh, keep innovating and keep changing and, and making these amazing products. John Sebastian, it was such a pleasure to talk to you today. The pleasure Thank was you on mine. On Thank you. Podcast. Thank you very much, Christopher. Great. And uh, for all the listeners, I uh, really hope you enjoyed the show. Um, for all the links to Mason Volver and the products that uh, Jean Sebastian makes, that'll be in the show notes. Uh, once again, Thank you. it's been a pleasure. Bye bye. Cheers. Thank you. Be strong, huh? Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. I really hope uh, you enjoyed the episode. Once again, if you do like what we do, um, please like, share, subscribe, just, you know, do anything you can to help this podcast grow. Uh, you can find everything else in the show notes, uh, including links to Mason Volver. And yeah, I look forward to presenting the next episode to you soon. Stay safe and thank you very much.